Well, good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Jen A. I'm here in Colorado and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Thursday, December 29th, 2022. It's 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And today we're reading from the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous in the chapter titled We Agnostics. We're on page number 52. We're headed down to that second big paragraph. And it begins with, we had to ask ourselves why we dot, 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 and ending with, of course it was. We're reading that one paragraph only. Today's readers for Team Thursday, we have uh, Nancy C. filling in for the 12 steps, Judy N. for the 12 traditions, readers of the text, Barb W., closing reader, Martha Z., our newcomer reader is Ann A., and our second hour moderator is Matt J.F. All right, here we go. If you're looking for the reference numbers for yesterday, write these numbers down. Yesterday was Wednesday, December 28, 2022, and at 7 a.m., the Eastern Standard Big Book Study recording number was 19,797. That's 1979. Oh, I goofed up big time. Okay, let me try that over again. The the recording number was 19,793, and that's 19793. There we go. How about 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Big Book Study Recording? 19,798. That's 19798. If I could have the lines muted, that would be great. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. Through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine, and we take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery to the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose here, OA's fifth tradition states, Each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At A Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and the 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. All right, Nancy C., I'll go ahead and have you read the 12 steps today, please. Thanks, Jen A. Nancy C. here, gratefully recovered this morning in Ann Arbor, Michigan. The 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible except when to do so would injure them or others. 10, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11, 
sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all, in all our affairs. Thanks, Jen. I will now ask Judy N. to read the 12 traditions. Go ahead, Judy. Good, good morning. This is Judy N. gratefully living one day at a time in recovery in Maryland. 12 traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery, recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, the leaders anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be, brought, be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. And thank you for letting me do service. Thanks so much, Nancy and Judy. Appreciate your service this month in December. This is how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then we're going to stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we do ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our absence requirement for moderators is one year, and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. So to share, you're going to press star 1 to unmute your phone, and once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star 1 to mute your phone again. And in order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone, except the speakers, should be muted. So today, we resume our study in the chapter We Agnostics, we're in the big book on page number 52. We're on that second paragraph, reading one paragraph only. And Barb W. is going to take it away for us. Good morning, Barb. Go right ahead. Good morning, Barb W., grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater in Illinois. We had to ask ourselves why we shouldn't apply to our human problems the same readiness to change our point of view. We were having trouble with personal relationships. We couldn't control our emotional natures. We were a prey to misery and depression. 
We couldn't make a living. We had a feeling of uselessness. We were full of fear. We were unhappy. We couldn't seem to be a real help to other people. It was not a basic solution of these bedevilments, more important than whether we should see newsreels of lunar flight. Of course it was. Boy, this is such a responsibility. This, this paragraph is so powerful. I keep going back to it as a check for myself in recovery. So in the past few days, I feel as though the author has been zeroing in from the ancients, kind of a broad brushstroke, to the 19th century um, um, during, during the time that this book was authored, the improbable flight discussion of that era, and then on to the hypothetical article in a local paper, like sort of like my neighborhood, and into today's reading where it's asking, asking ourselves the same readiness, asking myself. And so my, I take this and personalize it and put it in present tense. I was having trouble with personal relationships. I couldn't control my emotional nature. I was a prey to misery and depression. I couldn't make a living. I had a feeling of uselessness. I was full of fear. I was unhappy. I didn't, couldn't seem to be of any real help to other people. And that brought it, I, that was like step one for me and just being so on my face. And so it's it's personalizing it. And then, and, and those are the definitions of the bedevilments. And the bedevilment, to confuse Webster, to confuse completely, to muddle, which is to mix up in confused manner, to bungle, to jumble. And bedevilment, to plague, diabolically, very wicked, cruel, fiendish, describes my condition as a compulsive overeater and the disease. Um, and so changing all these are the behavioral description of unmanageability, which is where what I do when I'm under my own quote, unpowerful power, when it's my own thinking and to change my point of view, when I have to change, changing a point of view from a physical standpoint, I had the experience yesterday of, walking in an arbor, a huge arboretum near me in Illinois um, that I've walked for 35 years. But yesterday, yesterday, someone asked me if I wanted to go on a different path that I'd been taking. And there's lots of paths. And it involved going down next to water and looking up at what I'd been looking at from a completely different point of view. And it was, it was so different. It felt like a different suburb. And it's much like my experience with this program of owning that this was a descriptor of me before recovery and trusting a guide who, who I wasn't sure what we were going to encounter, but trusting a guide um, on my, and, and believing there's a power greater than myself that has seen things I haven't seen and knows and knows what's better for me on a larger level now. So I've got to change, in order to change my point of view, I need to change where my feet are going and, um, and do action and, and changing my actions and taking, taking what comes. I can't wait to hear what other people have to say. And I think that's all I'm going to say. I'm going to stop now and pass and thank you. Well, thank you so much, Barb W., for kicking this off. And we do value everybody's experience that's here on the line with us today. 
We ask that you limit your shared every third day. That way we can hear other voices and they can share their experience too. So who would like to share on what was read today? I can take one name at a time. Tina S. Riska Julie R. Katie. I heard Tina S. and Rivka R. Go right ahead. Bonnie B. Katie F. Rich Julie P. Bonnie B. Katie F. Janice P. Julie. Oh, I think it was Julie P. Was that correct, Julie? Yes, Julie P. Okay, Reba and one P. more person. Harlan Janice P. P. Okay, let me Bonnie tell you who I got in the lineup. There was lots of names in there. And so um, I do apologize if I didn't grab you the first time. There's going to be another opportunity the second half right here after these six folks. I have Tina S., Rivka R., Harlan G., Katie F., Julie P., and Reva P. Sounds like a good lineup. Let's get going. Take it away, Tina. Thanks so much, Jen. Tina asked, recovered compulsive eater, anorexic in Florida. Uh, grateful to be on the line. And oh, what a great paragraph. Great share. You know, and I, you know, I just love when I, when somebody's sharing and I'm just shaking my head up and down and up and down. You know, um, from, just from the previous paragraphs, we're, you know, we're asked to discard all old ideas, you know, with a readiness, you know, and, and then in this paragraph, you know, uh, to apply this, you know, to our human problems with the same readiness to our point of view. And that, for me, you know, when I read this, and I too was asked to read this in um, uh, first person present tense, you know, because today I can still have this stuff. I am having trouble with personal relationships. I can't control my emotional natures. I am prey to misery and depression. And all this stuff can be true in my life today, you know, but it doesn't have to be because I was also told that I never have to be that same person again. You know, and, and for me, you know, there was work to be done because I wanted it just to happen. You know, I wanted to sit next to you in a meeting and have this happen in my life, you know, because I didn't want to do any of the work. You know, I wasn't quite sure that it would. But what I did know, looking over my shoulder, was what I was doing was certainly not working. You know, it was certainly not working. And today, with a power greater than myself and people in the rooms, you know, the solution is the 12 steps. That's the solution. But the fellowship, for sure, is what helps me stay on track, you know, to be of service, you know, because I was also told if I don't give this thing away, I won't keep it. And initially, that was the only reason I did it, you know, you know being a selfish, self-centered person that I am and still can be today. But the good news is, is I don't have to live this way. I don't have to have all this stuff happen in my life today but I also have to know that I it can you know so I have to be diligent you know I have to do what I did yesterday you know and continue because and again I say this all the time I'm a person of more and I want more you know I live a life today beyond my wildest dreams and it's not a joke you know um shit still happens but I don't have to eat it over it I don't have to drink over it I don't have to do any of my other stuff over it what I do today is trust and rely on a power greater than myself that keeps me sane and serene happy joyous and free one day at a time that'll pass great stuff also looking forward to hear what everybody else has to share great paragraph thanks thanks Tina S from Florida up next is Rifka R followed by Harlan G good morning hi good morning everyone um, Rivka uh, R. from Gratefully Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Baltimore. Uh, thank you all for your service. So I have especially fond feelings toward this paragraph because 
this paragraph was actually the catalyst that really began my journey into recovery 34 years ago. Um, I had been going to an OA meeting where I did not hear a message of depth and weight. Actually, all I heard about was weight, <laughs> which was all I cared about at the time anyway, um, so I could finally feel good about myself and be loved and wanted and valuable. Um, but at the time, I had no idea how in the world that was going to happen, especially since I never read the big book and I had no clue what working the steps meant. Um, anyway, I go to the meeting, and this this time there's a guy there that I never saw before, and when it was his turn to share, he opens the big book that he brought, and the first thing he does is just read this paragraph. And I was shocked. Like, how did they know me so perfectly? We were having trouble with personal relationships. Check. I was, I was getting into resentment and shutting down with my husband. We couldn't control our emotional natures. Check. I was always reacting, getting upset, and blaming. We were prey to misery and depression. Check. We couldn't make a living. Check. We had a feeling of uselessness. Check. I thought I'd, I'd get to the end of my life and feel like I'd wasted it all. We were full of fear. Check. We were unhappy. Check. So my study of the big book really started after that, and my eyes opened up. It first of all, it showed me what my real problem was and what the real solution to my problem is. And to me, the biggest relief was to see myself in every paragraph, like someone who totally understands me. And the cool thing is I don't have to change myself, which I could never do anyway. I mean, my library of self-help books proves that. But I do have to do two things. Bill tells me clearly in his story that, that a price had to be paid. It meant destruction of self-centeredness. That when I'm disturbed, by definition, I'm in self-centeredness. So I first have to notice. It's my self-centeredness that's disturbing me. And then Bill tells me what I have to do to destroy my self-centeredness. I must turn in all things to the Father of light who presides over us all. Turn means just direct my attention and thoughts to God. And he relieves me of what's blocking me from the truth. I don't have to fight my darkness anymore. His light dispels my darkness. And that's an awesome way to live. And thanks so much. I just filled with gratitude and I pass. Thank you so much, Rivka R. in Baltimore. Up next, we have Harlan G. Go ahead, Harlan. Thank you, Jen. Thank you for moderating the meeting this morning. I'm Harlan G. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. I live in Scottsdale, Arizona. And I was going to talk about the bedevilments this morning, and that's this paragraph. And for me, the disease is so much more than just eating and not eating. It is about self-hatred. It is about my inability to relate to other people other than looking up to them or looking down at them. I can put them on a pedestal or I can I can castigate them. I can that's my brain. That's my ego. That's how I was born. And I always was in misery and depression in this disease. I couldn't make a living and I definitely had a feeling of usefulness. And to say that I was full of fear is the understatement of the year. But I'm not going to comment on anything about the bedevilments today because I'm full of awe and wonder. Because on this date, December the 29th, 1998, 24 years ago today, I woke up and remained clean as a whistle, and I started a journey that has stretched for 24 glorious, pain, 
fear-filled years, but with joy and, and miracles in my life beyond human description. My vocabulary is inadequate to describe the wonderment and the bounty of this journey. And it has put me in touch with hundreds and hundreds of the most fantastic people God ever put on the face of this earth. I weighed 700 pounds at one point in my life. I was 335 pounds as a senior in high school. When I would walk out of the house, I was an object of ridicule. People would slap my stomach and grab my butt, and they would let me know how fat they thought I was. I was laughed at by children, laughed at by adults. I went on my first date with a girl. I was 35 years of age. I watched the world pass me by. I watched everything pass me by as a viewer would at a parade. And there was nothing that I could do to touch what I so desperately wanted. And one day, you guys put a book in my hands and you put your hand in my hand and you spoke to me in the language of the heart. And you loved me when I could not love myself. You loved me when I got divorced. You loved me when I had a sick child. You loved me through everything, through every torture and every wonderful thing that ever happened in the last years. I've been in this program 43 years. I have 24 years of abstinence. You can do the math. This is the most glorious way of life imaginable to me. I am the luckiest man to be living it and to trudge that road of happy destiny with each and every one of you, my teachers, who are on this line and in the rooms of OA. Thank you for 24 blessed years. Thank each and every one of you. And with that, I will pass. Thank you. Well, thank you, God, and thank you, Harlan D. Oh, how amazing. Keep coming back, people. Katie F., you're up next, followed by Julie P. Go right ahead. Good morning. I'm Katie F., a recovered compulsive overeater in Virginia, and it's hard to, you know, we always do this every day. We talk about one paragraph over and over, and um, uh, so this one I have highlighted in green, highlighted in yellow, and parts of it underlined in pen. So, you know, this is just such a um, a rich paragraph, and I have read it um, we were having trouble with personal relationships, even abstinent, even weighing at my goal weight, even after years and years and years and years of recovery. I still can be prey to misery and depression. Um, I can feel useless. I can be full of fear. But the solution is always the same. It's to get back on my knees, back to surrender, back to asking God to direct my path, and to me, to let go of the wheel and to get out of the driver's seat and see where God wants to take me because this is not a once and done. And, you know, I make amends to my family and I um, am a nice person and I do the right things and I um, stay, you know, close to my program and close to God. That doesn't mean that everything in my life is going to just always work out and go the way I want it to go. Um, I have to remember all the time that I'm a human being in a messed up world that, um, you know, I can't change everybody's thinking to, to be what I want it to be. I can't change anybody's thinking to be what I want it to be. 
So my basic solution is to to um, to keep going back, back to the beginning, back to my surrender, whatever it is that day. Um, yes, I'm powerless over food and my life has become unmanageable. But now that the food is down, what else is unmanageable about my life? What else is mixed up in my thinking? What else do I have to change? And I have to constantly be willing to look at it because, you know, <laughs> I thought that once I went through the steps, once I got the goal weight, once I, you know, gotten used to this way of life, that I would not have these problems. And, you know, God, in his infinite wisdom, wants me to be, you know, not a slave to misery and depression, not uh, smushed down like, you know, he's beating me up, but I am supposed to be dependent on God and I do not rise to where I am God and I do not need God anymore. And so I'm really grateful that we do go over these paragraphs over and over because um, it's a constant reminder of who and what I am and that, yes, I can grow and change, but it is not an overnight sensation. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks so much, Katie. Up next is Julie P. followed by Riva P. Good morning, fellows. This is Julie P. Gratefully living in recovery today in northern Minnesota. For you newcomers who may be your first day on A Vision for You, I really want to take the time and welcome you and say welcome home. I also want to thank all of you people on Vision. Sorry, these are tears of gratitude, you people, because it's all because of you and this program. One year ago today... I woke up, and my best thinking was to start purging. And instead, I don't know how I did it, I ended up in an OA Zoom meeting. And I am so grateful for that meeting. I did a bunch of slipping and sliding until the day after Easter. Easter was one of the worst binges I've gone on in my life. I was the lone wolf looking for my sugary substances. The next morning, I woke up and I said, I have to do something different. I ended up in a different Zoom meeting that night, and somebody told me, action, 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 action. Set your alarm clock and get up for that A Vision for You meeting. That next morning, I set my alarm clock, I got up, and I have not left you fellows since. Since that time, my life has completely changed. I am just amazed. I got to choose between door A, which is my addiction, or door B. And I am so grateful for the solution and these meetings. I, too, like, how did Bill W. know me? I was prey to misery and depression. Since my recovery, I have thrown away my antidepressants. I have been clean for 201 days as of today, and I am so eternally grateful. I am grateful for the spiritual awareness and awakening that I've had. If you are a newcomer, I just want to tell you, keep coming back. The solution is in the big book. There are such amazing fellows that I have built so many relationships in the last year. 
I love my husband more today than I ever have. Full of fear. I was so full of it. I couldn't make a decision if my life depended on it. And I am happy to say that it is my one-year anniversary today, and I am also retiring today. I could never imagine where my life would be today. And with that, I'm just going to say thank you, everybody, and blessings on your day. And with that, I'll pass. Oh, thanks so much, Julie P. there in Minnesota. Such hope on the line today. I have God bumps from head to toe. Thanks, everybody. And before we take um, Reba P., let me tell everybody where we're at. If you just woke up or you're just getting on the line with us, we welcome you. We're in We Agnostics, the big book, uh, page number 52, paragraph number two. It's one paragraph. It's power-packed. And um, let's see. Reba, go right ahead. Good morning. This is Reva P., grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater in Toronto, uh, Canada. This paragraph tells me why I need God, why I need a power, why I need to put the food down and work the steps so I can access power. Um, and I don't think I noticed this paragraph when I first came in. I don't remember reading it. Um, and I really did think, like others have shared, that the food was the problem. And once the food was down, things were fine. Um, and I would feel great and life would be wonderful. And then I add the words, even abstinent, like has been shared to every single line. And I realize when the food's down, I'm probably crazier and I'm more miserable and my relationships are a mess. Um, and, and this shows me and reminds me the greater aspect of my disease, the greater aspect of my disease is that when I'm in self-will run riot in my selfishness and I do what I want and I try to get what I want and I try to make people how I want, this is where I end up. Um, so I don't need to sit and debate and analyze why I need a power. The misery, the depression, the disharmony, the fear, the, all of it is a great persuader. It's just a great persuader. And I am so grateful that over the years, the threshold, my capacity to tolerate, like I don't have to be in so much pain. It can be disturbance. It doesn't have to be anger, resentment. It could just be disturbance. And it motivates me to do the work to clear my blockages, to access power, to peace, to harmony. Um, you know, bedevilments, my definition when I looked up talked about harassment, harassing someone, tormenting, molesting, and that's what my disease does. And it's all in my head. Um, the harassment, the constant nattering, never good enough, nothing's good enough. Um, and I get miserable. Um, and I love this, you know, change in my point of view, it's like 180 degrees, totally opposite from what I can get and what you can do for me to how I can contribute um, and from it's not enough to gratitude. And I'm so grateful that this is something that's accessible to me any moment of any day. All I got to do is do the work and all of a sudden God does for me this amazing miracle where my point of view is like, wow never saw it that way. Life is actually really good. Um, 
So I am so grateful for the reminder because like it has been shared, this could be me today. Um, you know, it's not a one and done. With that, I pass. Thank you, Reva P. from Canada. Wow, we're having an awesome meeting. So glad that you joined us. And we do value your experience as you're on the line with us. So we ask that you limit your share to every third day in order that others might be able to share their experience too. So who would like to share what was read today? I can take one name at a time. Janice PM. I think it was Janice PM. That's who I heard. Jim M. in Toledo. Barbara and I heard Rick J. I heard Barbara. I got it. I got you, Barbara. Thank you. Jim S. I got you. Carolyn N. Was it Carolyn? Carolyn. Oh, Carolyn. I'm so sorry. Oh, no problem. Carolyn, Carolyn and yeah. M, like as in, as in, and as in Nancy. Oh, I butchered you this morning, my friend. I'm so <laughs> sorry. Okay, no okay. Let me tell you who I heard this morning. There's lots of voices, um, but these are the ones that my ears picked up. So this is who we'll hear from today. I have Janice PM, followed by Rick J. Then I have Jim S, Basa O, Barbara G, and Carolyn N. All right, let's start off with Janice PM. Well, thank you so much, Jen A. Um, this is Janice PM from Massachusetts, a recovered compulsive overeater, recovering from COVID. So please excuse my voice. Um, yeah, you know, when I came into OA in 1982, you know, I was looking, of course, how to lose weight, and I was interested in the food plan and course, at that time, we didn't read the big book. The only thing that I remember about the big book was, um, you know, we read the promises at the end of the meeting, and they sounded pretty good, you know, And but I'm saying, but that's not me, and I would keep sitting at meetings and reading the promises, and it's not happening to me on page 83, 84. Um, but on page 52, this was happening to me. This was my experience. But we didn't dwell on the, the character, the, the, the ego. Um, yeah, maybe with the food, what you had to eat. But my prideful ego says, well, you know, I'm, I'm okay here. I can manage my life. Yeah, well, I may be powerless over certain foods, but I'm doing pretty good. Lie, lie. I didn't even know I wasn't doing well. You know, and um, because I had such a prideful ego and I was untreated in my disease, you know. So if you want to, I mean, they talk about a lot of hope here today. So this is page 52. Now, in 32 pages to the promises on page 82, 83, 84, you go through 32 pages and that's the basic solution. From here to there. So we are going to read how we get to those promises and guaranteed if you're new and you're identifying with this paragraph, this is not the end of the story. You know, it can be, like it was said, if we don't embark on these 12 steps. 
But if you do the work and you do the action plan, like I did finally when I came to Vision for You, or another, you know, meeting that, you know, practice that you taught me about the 12 steps, that's the answer, the basic solution. Instead of the sea of woes that I was in, Oh, everything was this, or everything was bad, or I was unhappy, or I was unsatisfied. Along and along and along, troubles, 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 misery, depression. I had all that, and I can still have that if I don't practice these 12 steps on a daily basis, because it doesn't matter what happens in your life. You can still be joyous and free and uh, sick or widowed or whatever, you say, well, when I'm, if I'm here at this paragraph, it doesn't seem like that. But the basic solution is to try, is to be unbiased and unreasonable. But I can't do that myself. I tried for years. Time, please. Yes, and uh, those are the promises. So you can, by the time you get to page 83, 84, you're going to experience those promises. And with that, I pass. Thanks. Thank you, Janice PM from Massachusetts. Up next, we have Rick J. followed by Jim S. Good morning, Rick. Good morning, Jan. Thanks so much for your service. My name is Rick J. I'm a recovered compulsive reader in North Carolina. And, um, yeah, the, uh, you know, the reference Janice was talking about with the promises, you know, and it's such a contrast. You know, when um, when I read the um these bedevilments you know it's a reminder of of what i am and and sort of my factory default setting the um you know with what i have the tools that i have on my own when i'm not connected to a power greater than myself when i'm connected to my own ego and and power which i'm powerless but i'm still trying to connect to this this powerlessness of my own self-will, which always ends up running riot and always ends up on my own, leading me to a pretty thorough, comprehensive description of what I'm like. You know, and for me, it's it's this spiritual disconnect. There was, all my life, I felt like there was just something missing, and I didn't know what it was. And I would I would feel this like this sadness and this grief, this this inability to connect to the life around me, you know, like standing, uh, you know, on the bank of this beautiful river and, and watching life just sort of go by, but never being able to be a part of that life, you know, feeling this isolation, this loneliness. And that's why I sought the relief, the ease and comfort of anything that could change that. And, and the first thing that I ever found that in was with food. It changed the way I felt. It changed the way I felt. It brought me to a different place temporarily because I was living in in every age of my life, every every aspect of it, from a child to adult, you know. And I was a prey. I love that word, prey. You know, I was vulnerable, and I had nothing except for my own attempt to make my way in a world that I couldn't understand. And I couldn't be a part of. And I did anything to try to be a part of that world. And I would look at people when I first started coming to OA meetings, and I would compare your outside to my outside. 
And it wasn't until I could start identifying my insides with your insides that I realized that, you know, yes, I, I was living in this world of emotional pain, emotional pain described in this paragraph. And for me, I'm so grateful that for me, you know, it's that spiritual program of action that we're getting ready to deep dive into leads us into spiritual connection. And we have to release the things that are blocking us, that keep us in these bedevilments. And I now when I'm doing my daily inventory, I get to see where my own self-will can still pop up, where I can still start feeling that. I can still start feeling that being a prey, you know, of misery and depression and being full of fear, but I'm not living there now. I'm I'm recognizing it and I'm releasing it with someone and I'm bringing it to my higher power and I'm connecting. It's all about releasing connection for me. I'm releasing the things that brought me from that power and I'm connecting to that power on a daily basis by following the spiritual program of action. Just for today though, just for today. And I love that very the very first promise on page eighty three that Janice was referring to. We will now know a new freedom and a new happiness. I'm free from all these bedevilments that we are deep diving in today. So I'm just very grateful to be here. And I know that even though I can say I'm recovered, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I have a daily reprieve and with that I pass. Thanks so much, Rick J. Up next, we have Jim S. followed by Vasa O. Good morning, Jim. Go right ahead. Yes, good morning. My name's Jim S. I'm in Toledo, Ohio. And, wow, I'm in the hospital. I had a stroke the day before Christmas. And so um, I had an amazing experience with the lady in the ER when I came in. And it just set me off with so much faith in my God. And that I still have to work it out day by day. And, um, you know, I am not totally abstinent. I still have trouble with my wife feeding me stuff. And I, I reached out to my sponsor. I haven't heard back from him. And I was in a really low spot today. But I have a place in my heart where I'm connected to my higher power. And I was able to make that connection, and then I thought, oh, there's a meeting. I can go on. Um, And so here I am, just struggling to keep going day by day. You know, my higher power tells me that God gives strength. God gives bread to strengthen a man's heart. And um, I'm talking about spiritual bread. Um, basically, and uh, I I was able to reach down inside of me and grab a hold of that connection. And, uh, oh, wow, Um, food is such a, you know, I'm I'm in the hospital ordering food, and last night I'm I'm thinking about food a lot, and, and, uh, and then I lose my touch with God. And I was crying today, just tears to say, God, please come to me and make me whole. And um, so I'm just so grateful that there's 
the program, and I'm glad for others who have come alongside of me and are helping me recover. And I want to get this thing between my wife and I straightened out so that she's not telling me what to do. So graham crackers and peanut butter the other day. So anyway, I hope everyone has a, uh, a wonderful day. And if you're not connected to a higher power, do all you can to get connected. And I'll, with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Well, Jim S. from Ohio, so glad you're here with us today, buddy. Um, you just keep recovering one day at a time. Keep coming back. Vasa you. O., you're up next, followed by Barbara G. You're welcome, sir. Thank you. Can I be heard? Yes, go right ahead, Vasa. Thank you. Thank you, Jane, for your service. And I'm Vasa Great. Vasa O., grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater, uh, calling from Port Charles, Florida. And uh, I'm so, so grateful that I was letting Overeaters Anonymous in 1986, and I came for the vanity, and I stayed for the sanity, because I did come. There was nothing more in the world that I wanted at that time, just to lose the weight, all the struggles over the years, up and down, trying everything else. It just didn't work. So I was prayed for misery, depression, fear, anxiety, anxieties, worries, resentments, everything that I hear people suffered with. And I also learned this was progressive. It is by the grace of God. Yes, I was into the depression and stuff. I didn't even think I was depressed, you know. And then hearing other people that had gone even further down with the food addiction. And I remember saying, you know, oh, my God, I'm going to die. If I keep on doing what I'm doing, I'm just going to die. Oh, I'm going to be a very, very sick woman. And I had a three-year-old child to take care of and two older children, too. So, and I love taking one paragraph at a time. Uh, it's just a, just a reminder for me. I don't want to forget where I came from. And, yes, somebody gave me the big book, and I still have it. it it's falling apart. And she said to me, I said, don't give it to me. I'm not an alcoholic. I only... I'm a food food addict, and I didn't even know they called it, I had an eating disorder, or they called it food addiction. I just knew I loved to eat, and I just was getting ashamed by getting bigger and bigger. It made fun of me, and I hated myself. I hated my body. So, uh, and I took the big book, and she said, scratch alcohol and put food. So I was very familiar. I was, I wanted, I read the whole thing from one page to the last, you know, because I wanted to know what this hundred men and women did to recover. And I was curious. Of course, I didn't read it all in one day, but I read it and I learned about the allergy. I had no clue, no understanding about sugar was a drug. And I could relate with people like you, you know, not with just a food addiction, with my emotions, feelings, depressions. And my sponsor said, Vasa, we need to find a power greater than ourselves and work the 12 steps and, you know, do the tools, whatever it takes. I threw myself in the program, and my family did not like it. My husband says, where are you going? They are brainwashing you, these people. He didn't think I needed all this. Thank you, God. I didn't listen to him. I stayed with the program. I'm still in it. And now he reminds me, don't forget your meeting. Thank you for letting me share, and I pass. 
Well, thank you so much, Vaso. Up next, I have Barbara G. followed by Carolyn. And good morning, Barbara. Thank you, Jen. Hi, my name is Barbara G. Calling from Italy today, and uh, I I will be repetitive, but I really wanted to share today because uh, this paragraph uh, is uh, so so special and. Uh, it really makes me feel reassured today and it gives me a lot of answers because uh, yes uh, it's the base it's a word basic solution that comes to um that that, that um, attracts my attention i um i'm going through a moment where I am recovered. I've been recovered uh, for four years now. I have done all my amends. I've done the steps several times. I have the life that I've always wanted today. I have been able to recover most, even uh, if not all my relationships. I am uh, building up a career and uh, I am getting to know myself more and more. And it's wonderful. But as many of us said today, does this come without troubles with personal relationships? In my case, no. Does it come without emotional uh, troubles? No. Sometimes misery and depression, yes, very quickly, but they do come. And uh, do I have sense of uselessness? Uh, Mm, that's rarely because I have a sponsor who pushes me a lot to be of service to others. Does it come without fears? No. Uh, some unhappiness, some days, but it really goes away quickly. And why? Uh, um, why some of these things are uh, present, but not so much present, and why some others are still there? Because as I already heard, I alone cannot do what God can do for me. And um, and it's a one day at a time program. For me today, coming onto this line and hearing this paragraph is making me remember that uh, I wake up every day and I need to do every day the conscious contact with my higher power and uh, realize that the most important thing for me is to go to the basic solution, which is the spiritual solution, because it is the spiritual solution that this book teaches me that can solve all my problems. And I really do have 100% faith in this. No matter how hard some days can be, no matter how um, long some recovery can seem, and why do I have this 100% faith? Thanks to all the recovered people who are on the line today that I've heard over the years that I keep hearing every day. And that's how I, I can say I'm recovered today. And I'm grateful for the life I have, which is absolutely on life terms, which is no perfect, but which is the life I get to have in sobriety and uh, it's, it still is very amazing. And thank you for listening, and I'll pass. Well, thank you so much, Barbara G., and thanks for traveling all the way from Italy. We appreciate you. Up next, we have Carolyn N. Where are you calling from, Carolyn? 
Hi, I'm Carolyn N. I'm a compulsive eater from Michigan, and this is my first time sharing. Thank you for your service. The sentence that really caught my attention this morning was, was not a basic solution of these bedevilments more important than whether we should see new reels of lunar flight? And of course it was. What an amazing statement saying that this basic solution is more important and powerful for us than lunar flight. I've been in this program for two months and I was laying in bed this morning and I was thinking about the miracles that have happened in this short time. And one was that I was three weeks abstinent today. The other is that in two weeks I saw 20 physical symptoms um, go away from changing my eating. And that's been miraculous. And then um, also just the hope for this victory over the disease because I was surely getting hopeless that I would ever get over it. And then making outreach calls for support and be told, being told that I was supporting them is very encouraging. I look forward to more of the miracles that God is going to do, and I really look forward to food neutrality. Thank you for listening, and with that, I pass. Well, Carolyn N. from Michigan, thanks for speaking up this morning. Appreciate that, Chair. Um, I have time, let's see, for two more minutes. Who would like it? Irini M. Go ahead, Irini. Thank you so much. My name's Rochelle. Thank, thank you, Jan, for your service. Good morning, my spiritual brothers and sisters. My name is Irini M. from New York, and I am a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. Thank you, God. Always giving credit where credit is due. Wow. So, yeah, this was my behavior of unmanageability. Well, it's all the bedevilments. And this is the second part of step one, that our lives have become unmanageable. These were my symptoms of the diseases. And this is what it means when I try to figure things out and I have a lack of power. This is how my fear is manifested in these bedevilments. This is what happens you know, when I doubted God. But thank you, God, this book gives, gives, gave me a way out. It gave me a solution. So it's the light of the spirit that melts away all these bedevilments. And the answer is when we are transformed by the grace of God, we live in the promises as was spoken earlier. But only if I'm willing to believe that I can change, only if I can trust I'm willing to trust and rely on God. And in order to change my mind and change my behavior and change the feelings and the emotions and all of that, I needed to work through the steps. And then I experienced that God did for me what I could never do for myself. And it's a process of shifting from self-centered to God-centered. Thank you, and I pass. Irene, before you go, could you spell your first name for us so that we can find you on the member list? E-I-R-I-N-I, and the last um, initial is M from New York. Perfect. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. That's E-I-R-I-N-I, and that's M from New York. appreciate you. Thanks so much for sharing Thank this morning. All right, folks. So guess what? Um, that concludes our study today. Thank you to everybody who shared. My apologies, we couldn't get everybody in, but guess what? There is a second unrecorded hour study 
immediately following the closing here. So you do have the opportunity to share the second hour. Our share ID for today, grab your pen and paper. For Thursday, December 29th, the share ID number is 19,800. Ooh, let me see if that's right. I think I wrote down the number wrong. I'm looking at my handwriting and like, yikes. Okay, so let me just check. Hold on just a second. I got to find it on my phone. Let's see here. Oh, yeah, I'm right. Okay, 19,800. I added another zero in there. Oy vey. Um, 19800. All right, we're now going to close with a reading from the big book. We're on page 164, head to the back. It's followed by the serenity prayer, and Martha Z is going to get us started. Go ahead, Martha, read a vision for you. Good morning, Jen. Thanks for your loving service. And Harlan, I'm so grateful for your recovery. I am Martha C., compulsive overeater, living in recovery from outside of Philadelphia. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order, but obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.